Welcome to Daybreak. Whether you're here for the hundredth time or the first time, we are really glad you're here. We always want to start our week right with Christ, with prayer, and set up the week for what we're going to be working on and as we help each other get to heaven. To do that, during the 7 o'clock hour, we always have spiritual direction from our great priests uh, all over the area in the Spirit Radio Listening Network, basically. And uh, very excited this morning, Rachel. We have Father Michael Voithofer in from St. Robert's in Omaha. Um, he is going... Father, we're going to talk about a little bit more about Corpus Christi because, I I mean, there's just not enough said on the Eucharist. Exactly, yeah. You just can't say enough, really. Exactly, yeah. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to talk about this wonderful gift of our church. And, and we know that this is in the catechism. It talks about how the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And, and, you know, during this time of the year, you know, the church sets this day aside, which we celebrated yesterday, um, you know, the wonderful procession they had downtown. And it's a time to set aside and, and really rethink what I really believe about uh, this teaching about Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but as physically, substantially present, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And, and, and this is something that, you know, I, as I preached yesterday and as I, you know, spoke about this with the people and we reflected on it together, it was one of those things that, you know, we can take for granted as Catholics. We grow up, you know, you know, oh, I'm going to Mass, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'm, you know, the Eucharist, we throw the word around kind of casually at times or, you know, the body of Christ, amen, and we can just kind of go back to our pew and just, you know, kneel down and look around at the organ and look at the people right. over Forgot here. Forgot what you're going to have for lunch, there. you bet. You know, yeah. uh, you know, what am I going to do today? Yeah, right. exactly. So it's a time the church says, you know, as human beings, we need uh, these reminders throughout the year. And this is, in, in some sense, the liturgy does that in many different ways for us. You know, last week prior, we did the Most Holy Trinity, right? And these are times where we, as a church, as a family, set aside these times to re reflect and to uh, gather our thoughts and, and our hearts and our minds. And, and especially uh, this last week here, Corpus Christi, where we really focus in and, and, and think about what is this teaching that I'm believing in? You know, I'm a Catholic, so that means that I'm, I'm supposed to believe that this is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And, and in every tabernacle, you know, there is our Lord truly present. And when we come into the church, you know, some people don't maybe know why we genuflect. You know, maybe they were never taught. But, you know, yeah. you know why do we approach the church differently than we approach the uh, Big red game, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Why we approach the church differently. Well, you got some people genuflecting down there, but that's a different. That's a whole different show there, Father. That's all about priorities, but I get, I get your point. Absolutely, it's well taken. Exactly. I mean, there's, 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 there's the, um, th there was, uh, Sharon Doran actually sent me a, 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 a YouTube, or it was a, it was about how football, in some sense, is very much like liturgy. You know, we gather, you know, there's songs, you know, and how you gather and there's celebration, you know, everyone's cheering. And there, there's a lot of similarities, really. And this is why people often are drawn into, you know, sporting events. It's a gathering of people. You know, you're excited. You're coming into the stadium with a bunch of people. You know, you're, you're, you're celebrating uh, this yeah. game, right? You know, right. And, 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 and you come into feast. Yeah, exactly, and you come to eat. The only difference <laughs> is that you should always leave Mass feeling great and uplifted. 
That's right. Sometimes leaving a Steelers game, <laughs> sometimes leaving a Husker game, not exactly not the same so feeling. Not exactly. so uplifting, but exactly. good analogy, though. So, yeah. you know, yeah. there are similarities, sure. there are parallels. But, you know, when we come into the church, it's different because we're obviously coming into God's presence. And I think this is something for all of us to ponder. You know, the, the church, you know, before it's used, it, it's consecrated by the bishop. You know, the church is a sacred place. And it's to remind us that we, through our baptism, are sacred places. You know, we're called to be, I always say, church on, we're all like little churches on wheels, right? We walk around, and I always say, my heart beating is kind of like the, the, the red sanctuary lamp in, in the uh, sanctuary of the church. And as you know, that sanctuary lamp is lit to remind us that Christ is occupying the tabernacle, that he's truly present there in the form of the Eucharist. So my heart beating is a reminder to me that I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, that God dwells in me, he lives in me. And day in and day out, I draw strength from the Lord and his mighty power, as the scripture says. So Corpus Christi for us is a time to step back and, and reflect on this teaching and, and to understand that, you know, we are so blessed as Catholics to have this presence of our Lord in, in a physical and substantial way. You know, I, was, I said to the, you know, as I preached yesterday, I was saying, you know, either we got this really right and we're so blessed or we are totally not as Catholic. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that yesterday. It's as either I was, all or nothing. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. As we were processing and people were coming out of, you know, stores and they were like, what's going on? And, you know, there's all of these people processing around this canopy over Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about how nuts that looks to them if they've yeah. never been exposed or they don't know what's going yeah. on. But it was really a beautiful moment for me because it was like, Jesus, you know, I believe that you're there. It was a, it was a moment of belief. But, yeah. but you know, it is. I mean, either it's right or it's wrong or, or yeah. we're nuts, you know? Yeah, yeah we're, we're, this is really an intense belief. I mean, and like it says in the, it says in John chapter six, you know, many left him after this teaching. They, they quarreled. How, how can we, how could we possibly believe this? This is a hard teaching. Who can believe it? Who can understand it? And they walked away. And, and the Lord said, this is my body. This is my body. We believe because he said, not because we understand. Like Augustine says, right. you believe in order to understand. As you believe, you'll start to experience this gift of the Eucharist. You know, you, sometime, you know, I'd encourage you, if you have never done it, just, you know, out of the blue, pull into a church, a Catholic church one day and just go in and sit in the pews in front of the tabernacle and, and give the Lord a chance. You know? right. give, him, give him an opportunity to put peace from heaven into your soul. And, and I can't tell you, my vocation came from sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Um, and I was, wit you know, others witnessed to me by, I watched them. I'm like, why would you just sit there? I mean, you're doing nothing. And that's the whole point. You're letting God do everything, you know. You sit there, you be still, as the scripture says, and know that I am God. It, you can't really come to know that he's God if you're always the one doing things and you never really gave God that chance to be God. And, and I, you know, I was in college, you know, I, I was sitting in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament because others were doing it. And as I sat there and as I allowed the Lord to, to, to be the Lord, I started to experience peace. Um, 
I, I tasted something that I haven't yet tasted to that point in this world. I started to taste heaven. Yeah. And, and this is what we are created for and what we long for. So, you know, if you have never done it, you know, I, I dare you and I challenge you to. My double dog dare double you. Dog That's dare right. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a dare, folks. It's Monday morning. Got to take it up. Exactly. Right. Yes. Go, go sit, go sit in a, in a pew in, in a Catholic church and, and in front of the tabernacle where our Lord is truly present and, and just be with him. And I, I guarantee you'll start to experience this peace from heaven. You know, and when I always go into a church, first thing I always do is I acknowledge the presence of my guardian angel because our angel is so pumped that we're now with all the other angels. Because, see, when we're in a church, and this is something, again, when you go to Mass each week or every day, you know, you're in a church, um, hosts of angels gather uh, around our Lord to worship him. They are so excited to be in the presence and worship there at the Eucharist with us. And when we go to Mass or we go and just sit in a church, our guardian angel is pumped that he can hang out with his other guardian angel friends. You know? <laughs> Catch up on all the guardian angel yeah, mess. It's like they get excited that sure. we're, we're doing something holy. Our angels really thrive on that. They, they, you know, this is their whole purpose and their whole goal is to guard us. You know, guard us from believing that you know god's a ethereal gas a cosmic gas that just floats in the air and he's an impersonal being they they protect us they want to guard us from these ideas you know uh, the new age you know yeah. um the worldly mindset that that love is earned um our, our angel wants to guard us from these things and the eucharist um god comes to us in in a very personal way you know he's coming to us as a personal god you know, and I was reflecting on, um, you know, the Eucharist meets our most fundamental need as human beings. The Eucharist meets our need for intimacy. You know, today in our culture, you know, we, we are, we're terrified of intimacy. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a, such a fear, you know, yet we quietly, um, you know, desperately hunger for this this touch of love we want to be seen right we want to be known um we want to be affirmed we want to be acknowledged we want to be recognized we want to be special you know those are all good desires god put them in in us but those desires you know to be affirmed acknowledged to be seen to be known um, this is what god wants to give it's like a little child with a parent right you know mom and dad you know affirm acknowledge the, the special gift of their child. They, 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 their, their child, you know how he's like, they always run up and say, they want to show you what they did, right? Right, right. <laughs> Go to the pool this summer. Mom, watch me. Yeah, watch yeah. Me. Watch, watch. <laughs> Mom's trying to read the book. Yeah. Watch me. Oh, that, that's a yeah. chorus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's in us all. Yeah. And this is why, you know, even in the corporate world, you see this a lot. You know, it's like we have this craving, this longing, this hunger. And that's, that's into me. It's like, you know, Look into me. Look what. Look at me. Am, am I good? We're really saying. God says, and when He made us, He says, and it was very, and it was very good. He made us very good. So, when God sees us as very good, you know, if you think about this, what happened at the fall? Well, we lost that. Right. We lost our consciousness, if you are awareness of how God sees me. And Absolutely. now, and now yeah, we, yeah. you know, now we, just we see ourselves through our. <laughs> fallen human eyes yeah and not the infinite eyes of god that's exactly. a that's a game changer right there father yeah if, we do that all the time if we can start to 
become consciously aware of how he looks at me and how he sees me and how he affirms me, how he acknowledges me, you know, how he longs to say, you know, I love you. You're good. You're special. And, and this is what the Eucharist is about. It's God's presence among us, literally, substantially, physically present in that tabernacle. Um, and at every Holy Mass, he comes down onto that altar and, and, and into us, literally into us. Like He comes to give us the experience of intimacy. So, you know, and yet, you know, we have this longing, yet we te- we're terrified of it. Right. And I think this is something to kind of press into and think about. Is like, why are we afraid to go into a church, you know, like today on, on the way home from work or whatever it be, pull into a Catholic church and just walk in and sit in the pew. What is it that keeps us from just doing that? You know, what, what are we afraid of? You know, are we afraid that maybe God doesn't see me as special? Maybe God doesn't think of me or acknowledge me? You know, maybe, you know, to me, you know, God's just, again, this impersonal being. Um, does he really listen to me? You know, we can yeah. have these thoughts. And again, our guardian angel is there to say, you know, give him a chance, you know, take some time to be quiet with him. And because, and you know, and, and even in our human relationships, right, you know, how often do we just sit together at the table anymore at home? You know, we, we, we have to be watching TV while we're eating dinner. Yep. Um, yeah. Or one's texting, one's on the computer, one's watching TV, you know, one's running around in the kitchen, one's doing this, one's running to soccer once we're together but isolated yeah. it's crazy right. it's yeah. a phenomenon of uh, yeah. of our time yeah and and we we talk about you know holy communion you know the purpose of receiving holy communion at mass is so that my family can be a holy communion so that my workplace can be a holy communion so that i can commune in a holy way with my brothers and sisters in christ um but see when i received the lord like sister faustina God gave her an image, uh, or spoke to her about this literally, um, of how at Holy Communion, when we receive him, you know, where we got, as I said, Corpus Christi, we're receiving the body of Christ. It's not a symbol, right? It's, it's the true presence of Christ. When you receive him in Holy Communion, he says, you know, many souls, it hurts him that many souls would receive him, you know, with um, the disposition of like a, a rock. The graces, he say, flow off that soul as if water's flowing off a rock. Mm. But when we receive the Lord, we want to receive him and be like sponges. But again, we interiorly might be so terrified of this reality that, you know, what is God thinking of me? You know, is, you know, (laughs) look at my life. You know, I'm obviously not together. I obviously don't have things, you know, I'm yelling, I'm cursing, I'm screaming at the kids. I'm, I'm, you know, making gestures to people while I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, know. this is getting awkward, Father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, but these, yeah. These, are, these are the things to think about when you're going to masses. Am I afraid yeah. of him? Um, am I going to give, am I going to dare to let God love me at mass? Um, and, and, you know, I spoke of this yesterday, but, you know, what do we, what do, we do before mass? You know, or, or when we begin the mass, what do we do? We, we, we have the, the, the uh, penitential rite, right? 
we, we, we say we're sorry. And what are we sorry for? We're sorry for the times we've said no to God, to God's love mm-hmm. for us. Basically, that's what that's it is. That's what sin is. Very simple, yeah. It's saying no to God. It's saying no to God. And, and I like to think of it as, you know, as I spoke yesterday, is, you know, during the, the Easter time, we have the option or, or we can do this, um, you know, in the form of question and answer with the creed. Right. You know, I believe in, do you believe in God the Father? I do. Yeah. You know, do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. And it's, it's wedding vows. You know, what does a couple say at the altar? I do. So in the beginning of the Mass, at the, at the penitential rite, what we're doing is saying, I'm sorry for breaking my wedding vows with God. Because every human being through baptism is, is, is wed to God. We become the bride of Christ as the church and Christ is the bridegroom. So, you know, at, at baptism, you know, we are literally becoming, you know, bride of Christ as church. And at the beginning of Mass, the beginning of the Eucharist, we were saying, we're sorry, Lord, for the times we didn't say, I do. We didn't say, I will give myself to you, you know, freely, totally, faithfully. Freely. I give myself totally to you, God, as you give yourself to me. And so... I'm holding a part of myself back this week, God. Like today, what part of me have I held back from communing with God? You know, what part of me am I afraid to give to God? You know, we like to give people the good stuff about us, right? We like to share all the good things. But what about the parts of me that, that, that I don't share with the Lord? And, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday, and it's like, you know, when a couple... Stand at that altar. They really don't know what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never actually said that, have you, Father? Before yeah. we get going on this, do you guys actually know? They what you're really getting into? know. I mean, we all have our <laughs> on a good and a bad. Yeah, yeah we all have our ideas, right. and, and you, you know, they have. We all have the general idea, but you know, even as a priest or, or as a married person, um, when you say "I do," when you make those vows, as I laid on the cathedral floor and said, right. you know. Here I am, Lord, I give it all. And, you know, as, as couples, when you stand at that altar and say, I, I do, yep. um, we're saying I do to love. And if we understand love, we, we have to look at the crucifix. And we understand that this is what love requires of us. It requires a dying to self. Yeah. And, and going to church, you know, and, or, or taking some time to just pull into a church and, and go and sit in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament, that's a dying to self. And what you're saying is, when you're receiving Jesus in the Eucharist at, at Holy Communion, you're saying, I'm going to die to that part of me that doesn't believe that you can love me. I'm dying to the part of me that, that, that's gonna, that believes that you don't really listen to me, God. I'm dying to the part of me that uh, thinks that you're you're not delighted in me or like we said last week that you like me like i'm dying to that because see that's not of you lord and and i'm gonna i'm crucifying that lie you know those are lies that keep me from intimacy from disclosing my heart to god and you know you know again we we fear this intimate contact you know and this is something again to press into is in your experience like when you go up to communion you know are you just going through the motions, or are you pressing into the discomfort that probably will come to all of us at some sense if we truly disclose ourselves no. to God? That's faith. You want to talk about faith, you know, the body of Christ. Amen, meaning 
I believe, meaning I believe he's communing with me in my brokenness, in my messiness, in my short temper. He's communing with me, you know, in my, in my low self-esteem, in my depression, in my anxiety, in my struggles at work. He's coming into my humanity. The bridegroom, Christ, is entering into the, the bride, the church. Humanity and divinity uh, uh, come together at that moment when I say amen. What am I saying amen to? I'm saying amen to this intimate exchange of love between God and myself. And again, this is, this is, this is uh, as a couple really don't understand the, the maybe depth and magnitude of their vows when they stand at that altar. Do we really understand the depth and magnitude of when I say amen, amen. I believe in God truly present here coming into my body, mind, and soul and every fiber of my being, that his blood is literally coming into my blood, that it's body and body, that it's holy communion, that it's a one flesh union. And, you know, the Lord has affirmed these teachings throughout the ages. Um, um, there's a number of, there's Eucharistic miracles, right? Sure. There's been many Eucharistic miracles throughout the ages where God's saying, Catholics, you aren't crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 725, we got to take a short break. This is your spiritual direction. I know everybody's really energized this morning oh, after that, amen. listening to Father Michael Voidhofer. We're going to come back with more right after this on the Spirit Radio Network. Spirit Catholic Radio 727, so glad you're here. We're getting spiritual direction from Father Michael Voidhofer. He's the associate pastor at St. Robert Bellarmine. Sunny 80 today, 78 and sunshine on Tuesday. And, uh... Rachel had a point before we went to break. Wanted to expand on a little bit. No, I was just thinking about what Father Michael had been telling us about, you know, all of the excuses that we make to not go visit Jesus in the tabernacle. And I was thinking in my own experience, you know, I, I you know, I, I intend to go visit Jesus after work. And all of a sudden, there's all of these things that enter my mind. You know, am I really supposed to be going? Because am I supposed to be doing, you know, this duty before I go visit the Lord? You know, because you're going and you're just sitting there. And all of a sudden, your mind can flood with all of these productive things that you weren't doing, you know? Yeah. Um, am I really supposed to be sitting here, Lord? Is this really what you want? And then there's this anxiety mm -hmm. that happens in my heart that's like, I'm like, where is this coming from? I don't understand yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think this is for all of us something to, to, to think about. You know, be, being, again, it's intimacy with God is about being brutally honest. I mean, and that's a perfect example of beginning, like just sharing that right there. Like you would go into the church and that's a, what you just shared, you know, there, Rachel, is, that's exactly what you would talk to the Lord about. Because see, you're disclosing your heart. That's part of your humanity. You're opening to his divinity. You know, and, and you're disclosing your heart to him and, and he's able to give himself to you in that area. Um, but he'll never violate our freedom. You know, God is a respecter of our freedom. Um, and again, our guardian angels want us to, to, you know, they put those divine inspirations in our minds that, you know, if we as Catholics got it right, which we were just going into the Eucharistic miracles of how God affirms our belief in this, in this teaching of our church, you know, as our Lord established the Eucharist, he's truly present. If we got this right, then it's like, how can anything trump me going to Mass or anything trump me trying to maybe get to Mass once or twice more during the week and if every day if I can? 
Um, yeah. You know, if this is truly the the living God, the one who made the stars, the heavens, the sun, the moon, my me, right. and all the people around me, and in every you know tree that made all the wood trims in my house and everything else, and on and on and on. If this is the God that made every you know ocean, grass, and all the different beauties of creation, um, and He's accessible to me, right, <laughs> right there, not as a, a cosmic you know gas or this floating symbolic ethereal thing. idea yeah. or yeah. symbolic uh right you know you know whatever this thing that's there but it's a personal god right he's personal because if it was on the news today jesus is showing up at memorial stadium uh saturday at 11 a.m <laughs> there's going to be long lines uh billions of people are showing up right exactly but but, it, but the point is right there today yeah same experience exactly and, and again i go into the church and and I have to be disposed to him. I have to predispose my heart to the Lord. I have to give my heart to the Lord. And, and this is where, you know, relationships two-sided, right? It's not just, you know, I sit there, you know, like a rock, you know, and, <laughs> and, and barricade myself off. And maybe because I'm not doing it intentionally, but maybe I've conditioned myself to put up the no trespassing signs you know, put up the yellow tape. Because the interactions no one comes we have in. in our real life. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we've we learned to... We shortchange God. That, yeah. Oh, you just must be like Uncle Bill. Yeah. He, we, he's not too cool to me, so... <laughs> that's right. And I'm kind of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we start to uh, we throw that into God's heart and mind, and we just approach God that way. And, and again, we've become conditioned to just kind of stay in this barricade or show, and it's kind of like, you know, um, everyone bends an intruder to my heart. You know, I always kind of think of these, you know, I always think, you know, you hear the movies like, there's a breach in my heart. There's a breach. Shut the gates. Sector four has been violated. (laughs) 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 Yeah, but that's a lot of people, you know, especially in life, you go through relationships, you get burned four, five, six, ten Mm -hmm. times. All of a sudden you do see that and you see people that are very closed up to that. Exactly. uh, But then we, we, we forget about God and we forget about that's a whole different ballgame, exactly. but we yeah. just compare everything to, you know, what happened last Saturday or whatever. That's right. And we come in. So, you so, you know, as Rachel was saying, you know, we come into the church and, and this is where we choose to come in just as we are. And this is why I always say get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, look, you know, an image you might use here in your prayer when you, when you're sitting in front of the blessed sacrament, our Lord is close your eyes and image him looking at you. And I dare you to look into his eyes and pay attention to what you're feeling and thinking and what's going on in your interior as you're looking into God's eyes. You know, what's going on in you? Like, you know, what's he thinking right now? <laughs> you know? right. Or like, you know, okay, is he thinking good? Is he thinking judging? Is he condemning? Is he looking at me? Is like, you know, what's going on? And see, we limit God. We immediately, we immediately yeah. put all of these ideas into God's mind and heart. And we immediately think... Oh, you know, God can't help me. He he's in he's he's stuck in the tabernacle, you know, or he's there and I've never gone to church and experienced really anything different. Well then I'd say, you know, are you putting any um effort into disclosing yourself to God? You know, what's confession? Why are people afraid of confession? Because it's self disclosure. And if again you don't have experiences people welcoming your brokenness and loving you, right. you're not going to want to go to confession. Right. It takes courage to go to confession. It takes real courage 
to go to confession. Well, confession prepares you for the Eucharist. If, if they go hand in hand, right? I mean, couples get to know each other by disclosing their hearts to each other, right? A man and a woman, they, they get to know each other. They open their hearts to each other. And that prepares them for their wedding day and their marriage where then they share themselves physically in, a, in, a, in a, their marital love. Same, th- same thing at, at church. We disclose ourselves to the Lord through the sacrament of reconciliation, through an avid prayer life. And that prepares us for the one flesh union between God and our humanity, between God and man, between, you know, the bridegroom Christ and the church, the bride. So, you know, for, for our marital union with God, if you will, to be fruitful, there needs to be a relationship that's being fostered throughout the week. There needs to be an exchange through daily dialogue and prayer and sitting with the Lord and being with the Lord and, and disclosing myself to the Lord, especially those areas that I've put the barricade up and the tape on, the yellow tape, and said, nobody's allowed in this place. Um, take the risk. And it's like, oh, you know, it just sounds like a bunch of psychology, Father. You know, that's just like what's like. No, this isn't psychology. But when you bring it into God's presence, you're taking it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. You're taking it to, you know, this intimate intimacy with god and again don't limit the lord the lord can do things that you think he can't we, we do. can't we can't even think of no i mean who who would ever think why would you know you know he's he, we look at the 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 blessed sacrament like oh it looks like a piece of bread it looks like wine to me right. you know it's like but the lord says this is my body and this is my blood and then you know and going back to the miracles right the lord has given us miracles throughout the ages this isn't just the catholic church making up ideas you know and taking the scriptures you know, literally in the wrong way. But God has given us Eucharistic miracles where, you know, once the priest consecrates that that bread and that wine and it becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, there have been miracles throughout the ages where that consecrated host, the blessed sacrament, has literally become heart tissue. And, you know, um, and, you know on my website I have a video actually on that um, that you can watch. It's, it's about an hour long. And it's about how science, you know, explores these miracles. And it's it's if you doubt the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist, I, I dare you to watch that video. Website? Oh, weddingfeastofthelamb.com. Weddingfeastofthelamb.com. We'll is post the, it on our Facebook. Father, I mean, you're challenging us this morning. I think that everybody could take up this challenge is to be is to open ourselves up to yeah. yeah. Jesus and just start small. I mean, yeah. you could just is it is it five minutes? Is it you're going to the church today? Exactly. Um, or Wednesday or something. But it's just something that we struggle against because we're so conditioned to if we're not a certain way and all advertising is this, then no one will love us or accept us. And we we put that on on Christ. And I'm like, yeah. how does that happen? Yeah. The, clearly he's told us whatever, yeah. just come to me. And I'm going to be happy. The more broken you are, the more happy I am that that you've come to me. Yeah, so. yeah. And then ultimately, you know, you know, what is heaven? Heaven is the perfect union between my humanity and God's divinity. It's it's God and man becoming one and and living in communion for eternity. And so, if I'm uncomfortable here now, that's because I'm believing lies about God that aren't true, and I'm locking myself up. And isolating myself, you know, um, in a sense, it's our comfort and our curse. It is. It is. Yeah. Because we'll never, 
We'll be alone. We'll be the alone. curse is feeling alone, but, right. the, the but comf- we'll feel safe. Yeah, we'll never be betrayed. We'll never be. But see, God isn't the way that other human beings are. He, right. He's not. We don't know what it's like to even be human. We've never been perfectly loved by Anybody. another human Anyone, being. It's impossible, yeah. right? And so our minds are like, yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like uh, we're searching for the file. Like, can I trust this idea? Can I this desire to be loved perfectly? You know, is it valid? Is it valid? Is it valid? We got no frame of reference. Yeah, we have no frame of reference. So where where does this leave us? It leaves us with faith. Yes. Where you can't understand with your reason yet, you have the gift of faith given to you at baptism to say, God, I believe. Amen. So be it. I believe that you're here. Why would God come and enslave himself in every tabernacle around the world if he didn't madly love you? I mean, why would he be there? You know, he is he. Why would he come into a tabernacle, you know, to to condemn us, as he says, you know, he didn't come to condemn, he came came to save. And what's he saving us from? All of these garbage ideas that keep us isolated and divorced from him and and from each other. Because if I receive God and love, be loved by God, then I'll be able to receive you and and love you, you know? Great thoughts for a Monday morning. There you go. Amen to that. Amen to that. I believe in that. I believe that, Father. Father got a a high high five, Mike. Wow, you got a mic high five. Praise God. Not like 10 of them, (laughs) but I didn't want to interrupt him. The man was on a roll. I know. So one more thing before you go, Father. Uh, Wednesday, praying for life outside of Planned Parenthood, 93rd Maple. Uh, Big crowds getting out there. Uh, We appreciate everybody taking. We're seeing uh, seeing some uh, women uh, that are expecting, expectant mothers coming out there. The moms bringing their kids. Uh, people are stopping by during their lunch hour. Again, 11 till noon, Father leads us in prayer. Really a uh, real life changer to be out there just mm, to absolutely. experience yeah. the Holy Spirit. Your guardian angel's out there. That's right. In fact, stays there. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And if you've never been there before and, you know, you, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but Father is there to guide you. Yeah, and if you're Easy. on, you know, and if you if you feel uncomfortable, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get comfortable being uncomfortable. (laughs) Father, if you could leave us with a blessing, thank you so much for being here this morning. Lord, we thank you, Father, for the gift of your son Jesus, truly present in every tabernacle and in every Catholic church, and and for the gift of the Holy Mass, where we are so privileged and blessed to receive the living presence of your son, our Lord and Savior Jesus, who comes to us through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the gift of the priesthood. And Lord, we ask that our angels bring us all spiritual communions this day. And we ask that you strengthen us to disclose our hearts to you more, uh, more uh, honestly, more intensely. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.